It's the 2022 World Cup. It's the squad update for Germany. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. I am Kevin and today we'll be updating Germany's squad for the 2022 World Cup. Uh, the final squads have been out for a little while now, uh, but here is the promised update media cast where we look at the selections, the non-selections, the surprises and the injury updates um, that we made in our full team podcast uh, when we went through all the candidates. Uh, we gave career information and participation information on each of the uh, possible candidates for Germany there and predicted their likelihood of making the squad. So today we'll check how accurate our predictions were and we will update recent games. Um, check the show notes for links to that full player uh, media cast as well as the uh, group media cast where we took a close look at uh, the teams. Uh, Germany's history and their chances in this tournament. All right, well, let's get started. Uh, oh, by the way, if you want a short version, uh, jump to the end. We give a summary uh, of a bunch of things, and uh, we also uh, reassess our predictions of final starters. So you can check into injuries quickly there. Um, uh, okay, uh, so let's begin. I am wearing a, a German shirt. Uh, thankfully, I actually am on topic this time, although I think this is a lesser used shirt. Uh, but anyway, I got to go with what I have. Uh, let's take a look at the formation. So um, we're really focused on the September or the uh, uh, the recent games here, but we're going to kind of give an overview uh, of everything since the Euro Cup. So the uh, full-length podcast actually covered from uh, after the Euro Cup to the June 2022 games. And um, they played three games since there, so two Nations League games uh, in September and then a friendly just before the, the Cup. So we'll look at the uh, formations uh, there. Um, we'll begin with uh, the... Uh, sorry, um, the Euro Cup here. And uh, we'll see that after the Euro Cup, they had a manager change. So things did change. Uh, we can see they went with a 3-4-2-1 uh, in the Euro Cup, so three at the back. Uh, but after the manager change, it's mostly uh, four at the back. They did try that 3-4-2-1 three times, or four times, I should say, um, but seemed to go back to a 4-2-3-1. Um, uh, for all but one of the World Cup qualifying games and for uh, four of the Six Nations League games. So uh, for the two September games and for the friendly, uh, it was a 4-2-3-1. So it looks like that's what they're going to bring into the Cup. Uh, by the way, the uh, games they played there in uh, September were um, at home to Hungary, and that was a 0-1 loss the first September game, and the second one was a 3-3 draw away in England. Uh, and then on November 16th, they uh, travelled to Oman to kind of acclimatise themselves, I suppose, and they played Oman and they won one nothing. Uh, the score not mattering there uh, to our purposes as much as the formations. So 4-2-3-1 uh, in each of the formations. And I, I'll also say that the uh, 
the first September game looked a lot like uh, what we expect to be their starting lineup. Uh, but the second game in September and the November game uh, was a bit more experimental. It did uh, use players that they uh, ultimately brought to the squad. So they weren't trying out new players. Rather, they were uh, putting on a few substitutes and trying out, for example, players in different positions, uh, experimenting like that. And by the way, they finished uh, third in their Nations League Group A uh, behind Italy and Hungary, but ahead of England. So uh, not a great start uh, for the new manager. But there we have it. Okay, let us uh, move on to the squad then. And uh, we will uh, talk about that manager. Outgoing manager is Joachim Love. Um, and we won't talk much about him, but we will talk about Hansi Flick. And we'll regard him as uh, having made the squad here. Uh, Hansi Flick has been their manager then since uh, after the Euro Cup. Um uh, after the Euro Cup, he's uh, filling big boots because uh, Wackham Love was the manager of Germany for 15 years from 2006 to 2021. And so uh, Hansi Flick coming in there um, uh, after the June 20, uh, the 2020 Euro Cup, it's called, but it was in June 2021. And uh, finishing out their World Cup qualifying games and also uh, playing Nations League games in June and September. Okay, let's move on to the uh, uh, players. So what we're going to do here is kind of go through the candidates that we uh, came up with in the full, uh, full player podcast, as well as their likelihood of uh, reaching the squad. And uh, we can't uh, justify here why we put them where we did. Uh, we did that in the full-length player podcast, but we're just going to uh, uh, give the names here. So if you disagree with some of our decisions, you can go back and see why we made them in the full-length player podcast. Uh, anyway, we're going to go through the candidates and their likelihood of reaching the squad. And secondly, we'll name who made the squad. And there was no... Um, preliminary squad for Germany. They just published a final squad. And uh, and then we're going to just review uh, the the uh, position with a particular eye to what happened in the position for the September friendlies and the November friendly. Uh, we won't talk about who we think are going to be starters uh, at this point, but we'll do that uh, at the end of the media cast here. Okay, so for goalkeepers, we have definite candidate uh, Manuel Neuer, likely candidate Kevin Trapp, possible candidates Mark uh, andre Terstegen and Oliver Bauman, and uh, seems to be off the squad, Bernd Leno. So again, people may wonder why we have Terstegen just as a possible candidate, uh, but you'd have to... You'd have to see our reasons in the full-length podcast. Uh, in terms of who made it, uh, Manuel Neuer was selected. Uh, Kevin Trapp also selected. And Marc-Andre Terstegen selected for the uh, final squad there. But uh, Oliver Bauman and Bernd Leno uh, not selected. Okay, well, let's look at the position. Um Yes, uh, we did, again, I say up till June uh, 2022. Um, so it was Neuer uh, for 10 of those games and uh, Ter Stegen stepping in for three of them. 
Uh, in September, uh, Turstegen started both of the September friendlies, so finished out the Nations League games for them. But Neuer came in for the November friendly. So uh, we'll talk about at the end of the podcast, uh, end of the media cast, whether that changes our opinion on who we think the uh, starter will be. Uh, okay, moving on to defenders. In central defense, we have Nicholas Sula and Thilo Kehrer as definite candidates, uh, Antonio Rudiger and Nico Schlotterbeck as likely candidates, and uh, possible candidates we have Matthias Ginter, uh, Ginter and Jonathan Tarr, and uh, seems to be off the squad we have uh, Matt Hummels and uh, Robin Koch, I, I don't think he's on the list there, so I'll add in Robin Koch. Uh, actually. And uh, we have a new candidate uh, added to the list that they added at the very end in the squad selection. So we'll uh, tell you who that is right away here. But let's go through and, uh, well, I'll tell you right away why keep you in suspense. It is Armel Belakotchap. Uh, Armel Belakotchap. And since he wasn't on our radar in the full player podcast, we'll introduce him here. Uh, he got his first appearance on the bench in September 2022, and he didn't start uh, either of their remaining games there, but he was subbed in for one and on the bench for the other. Uh, I forgot to check whether he was uh, on the squad for the November game. Uh, and I see that he uh, he was, and he was subbed in uh, 34 minutes in. So uh, uh, so that would make it, um, well, that, that would be his only cap. Uh, he's 21 years old, and he plays for Southampton uh, in England. So uh, Arnel Belakotcha, a last-minute addition to the squad. Uh, let's go back over the players there. So we have um, Nicholas Sula selected. And uh, Thilo Kerr also selected. Uh, Antonio Rudiger made the final squad also, as well as Nico Schlotterbeck. And among the two possible candidates, uh, Matthias Ginter did make it, but uh, Jonathan Tarr did not. And neither of the players who seemed to be off the squad uh, made it, Mats Hummels and uh, Robin Koch. Uh, there. Okay, so six candidates uh, at central defenders, and we'll kind of summarize the position uh, over the last while. So uh, basically, Rodica and Sula seem to be the most common starters uh, in the period we looked at, but there was a lot of rotation uh, players coming in and out. And that proved uh, so in the recent friendlies. There were three different pairings in the recent friendlies. In other words, all of the players... Um, except for Bella Kopchap, uh, were used as starters. Uh, only Sula started uh, twice. So uh, that made it a bit difficult for us to, uh, to uh, predict who's going to be the starter. Um, but we'll get to that at the end of this uh, media cast. Okay, let's go to left backs then. And we have a definite candidate in David Rome. And then uh, possible but unlikely candidates in Robin Gosens and Christian Gunter. And then one player who seems to be off the squad, Marcel uh, Holstenberg. Excuse me, I had to cough there. 
Okay, so uh, David Rom, the definite candidate, was selected, and uh, Robin Golsons was not, but Christian Gunther did, which is a bit of a surprise because we had him as uh, possible but unlikely, and uh, Marcel Halstenberg uh, was not selected. So let's review the position. Uh, it's only used in the four-man defense, so... Um, well, recently, that's most of the time, uh, but about a third of the time um, during the period we're talking about, uh, it was not used. It was a three-man defense, in which case the uh, the uh, there's a left and right midfield, uh, winger, I should say, and often it, it is the uh, right and left backs pushing up to that position. We'll talk about that uh, soon. But anyway, uh, regardless of which position it was, left back or left winger, uh, Rom was increasingly used in the period that we were uh, looking at. And then in the recent uh, in the recent games, he played all three, uh, which um, uh, suggests that the position is kind of uh, his uh, is his. <laughs> Okay, I don't know how to finish that sentence. Uh, okay, let's look at right backs. And uh, here we actually have uh, Joshua Kimmich, but we're going to move him to defensive midfielder because during this period uh, he played as a, um, a defensive midfielder. He kind of switched his position. Um, so we'll remove him from the right backs list. And so we have definite candidate uh, Jonas Hoffman, who actually we moved in the main podcast, uh, uh, the full player podcast. Uh, he is actually coded as a central midfielder, but we moved him uh, to right backs because that's primarily where he plays. Uh, interestingly, he actually moves up to play as a right attacking midfielder sometimes also. Um, anyway, moving on, we have likely candidate Lucas Klosterman, and we have possible candidate Benjamin Heinrichs. And among those players, Joseph Hoffman made the squad, and uh, Lucas Klosterman also made the squad, but uh, Benjamin Heinrichs did not. So uh, let's summarize the position. It's a bit more complex than the left back. Uh, once again, it's only used uh, in that four-man defense, so about two-thirds of the time, but we expect them to do that in the cup. And again, after several players being tried out in the position, it was mostly Hoffman uh, uh, ending up in the spot. And uh, Klosterman do, did get two starts uh, in the position. And uh, I think uh, uh, the central defender, Carer uh, also started once during that period. Um, in, the, um, in the September games, the Nations League games, it was Klosterman in the first game and then central defender Carer in the second. And then Hoffman uh, returned to the position in the third game. But actually, Hoffman was on the field for the two September games, but as a uh, right attacking midfielder. Okay, we move on uh, to the uh, G, uh, to the midfield, and uh, we start with defensive midfielders. So uh, we have Joshua Kimmich, who we moved. Um, I think he is coded uh, as a uh, as a defensive midfielder now, having played. Uh, for quite a while in that position. Uh, we also have possible candidate Anton Stach and uh, possible but unlikely Julian Wagel and uh, seems to be off the squad Emery Chan. 
And in fact, none of those last three uh, was selected for the squad. So Anton Statch, Julian Wagel, and Emery Chan, uh, not uh, not selected for this World Cup. Uh, but uh, Joshua Kimmich, no surprise, was selected. So he's the only defensive midfielder uh, on the list here. But that position often mixes with central midfield. So we will do those players before summarizing the position. And there we have a definite candidate in Ilke Gundogan. And... Um, we're going to actually move uh, Leon Goretzka. He's coded as a left midfielder, uh, and we're going to move him uh, to this position because he is playing as a central midfielder when he starts. So uh, Leon Goretzka. And uh, Florian Newhouse, which I have a comment on, and uh, possible, but uh, Florian Newhouse is a possible candidate, by the way. Uh, possible but unlikely Maximilian Arnold and retired uh, Tony Cruz. So a big player in this position, but now retired. So we'll remove uh, Tony Cruz from the list as well as Maximilian Arnold, uh, who was not selected for the squad. Uh, Florian Newhouse was injured uh, partial damage to his cruciate ligament and that injury was picked up in mid-September and he has been out of action since and in fact his return date is expected to be in January 2023. Now we had him as a possible candidate so it's difficult to say whether he would have been selected. Um, he was kind of on the edge uh, but regardless the uh, the injury um, makes it uh, um, uh, left uh, left him off the squad, um, whether it was the injury alone or a selection decision. Uh, okay, uh, Leon Goretzka, however, did make it, and uh, I've already given away on the on the visual at least that Ilke Gundogan did make it also. So these two candidates, uh, um, the only ones left there in the central midfield. So. Um, Let's take a look at these three, Joshua Kimmich, Ilke Gundogan, and Leon Goretzka, and the position they play in. So, again, in the formation they use, there's always uh, two central midfielder, whether it's that three-man defense or the four-man defense. So we're looking at two players here. And, wow, various candidates were tried out under the new manager. It was actually a bit difficult to negotiate. But I boiled it down to, or, or actually the situation itself, seemed to boil down to Kimmich and Gundogan, um, with Goretzka sometimes moving back to replace Gundogan uh, there. But actually, yeah, Goretzka was in the position himself um, uh, for the first part of the period. So um, anyway, that that situation was kind of, the recent situation was mirrored in recent uh, games uh, with Kimmich and Gundogan starting uh, both of the September friendlies and then Goretzka coming back to replace Gundogan in the November friendly. So uh, there we have it. So we'll come back to that when we talk about starters. But we move on to left wingers. And uh, the only player coded as a left winger here is Marco Royce. And uh, I'll deal with right wingers at the same time because there are no uh, candidates as right wingers. So let's, uh, uh, well, first of all, I'll tell you that Marco Royce did not make the squad. Uh, he's actually uh, injured, but we don't think that's the reason he didn't make the squad. Uh, he's out with uh, ankle problems, um, 
uh, kind of uh, since the beginning of October, although he did uh, kind of come back for a couple of games there, but it seems to be kind of a persistent uh, problem. Uh, but he hadn't played for Germany for a year. He had other injuries uh, um, also. Uh, but sometimes he was fit and just not selected. So uh, we don't think the um, the injury is the reason uh, he wasn't selected. Um, okay, anyway, moving on, we'll just talk a little bit about the positions of left and right winger. So with uh, Royce not selected, uh, we have no candidates as left and right wingers. Uh, so what do we do? Uh, well, they did use that position in the 3-4-2-1 uh, formation. And what they did uh, was they moved up the right backs and the left back uh, to the uh, to the winger position. So they did that every time except for once where right winger, uh, where, sorry, attacking midfielder Julian Draxler uh, stepped in as the right winger once. Um, so we have kind of covered the position by talking about the left backs and the right backs. So um, let's move on to left midfielders. And we're going to rearrange things a little bit here. Um, we're going to move uh, right midfielder Leo, Leroy Sané to the uh, left midfielder position because that's where he's been playing, even though he's coded as a right winger. And we're going to move uh, forward Serge Gnabry uh, to the um, right midfielder position. Uh, he's coded as a likely candidate there. Okay, now we're set up to talk about these uh, players. So for left midfielders, we have definite candidate Leroy Sané. Uh, we moved out Leon Goretzka, although he's coded as a left midfielder. Uh, we talked about him as a central midfielder. And we also have Julian Brandt as a possible candidate. So actually both of those players, Leroy Sané and Julian Brandt, made it to the final squad. And uh, let's talk about the left midfielder uh, position. So it is really a left attacking midfielder. And uh, um, in our discussion in the full podcast, we went through uh, in more detail uh, with the several players who kind of came in and out until it kind of ended up that uh, Sané seems the first choice and uh, Musiala um, as comes into the position sometimes too. So we'll look at Musiala a little bit later. Um, but uh, we're going to say kind of uh, Leroy Sané over here. Here, Julian Brandt actually hasn't started uh, any of their games in the period we're talking about uh, to June 2022, but he nevertheless was selected for the squad and uh, sometimes comes in as a substitute. Uh, okay, so same position on the right side, uh, except it is uh, less settled on the right, but I'm jumping ahead of myself here. Uh, I'll talk about the candidates before talking about the position. So we have a definite candidate in Thomas Muller and a likely candidate in Serge Gnabry and a possible but unlikely candidate in Riddle Baku. And uh, ooh, I highlighted the players who made it um, unwittingly um first but anyway uh thomas muller and serge gnabry did make the final squad uh while uh riddle baku did not okay now i'll talk about the position so as i said uh here too they had various candidates coming in and out and uh, things didn't settle as much as they did on the left towards the end 
there. So Muller sometimes plays there, but he also plays other positions. Uh, Gnabry also uh, plays there, um, but I think recently he's been playing central attacking midfield uh, more. And um, yes, recent friendlies uh, continue to show how un unstable the situation is. I shouldn't say recent friendlies because two of them were Nations League games. So those recent games are uh, also kind of unstable. Uh, Gnabry in the first September friendly and then uh, defensive midfielder Jonas Hoffman uh moving up to play it twice we we have hoffman as a right back now or we talked about him there uh, in that position uh he came up to play the position twice so it's a bit confusing uh the right attacking midfielder kind of uh several players um moving into the position and i've simplified it uh beyond uh that to make it less complex Anyway, uh, Muller and uh, Gnabry, the uh, the kind of nominal right uh, midfielders. Uh, okay, let's move on to attacking midfielders now. And the candidates we have here are Kai Havertz and uh, Jamal Musiala as definite candidates and possible candidate Julian Draxler. Okay, so Kai Havertz uh, and Jamal Musiala both uh, selected for the squad but uh, Julian Draxler not selected. Uh, okay, and we'll talk about this position. So, um, uh, yes, in the, in the recent formation they've been using, the 4-2-3-1, there is a central attacking midfielder. Um, and uh, in the first half of the period we looked at, uh, that would be after the Euro Cup, so the World Cup qualifiers, at, uh, Marco Royce played about half the games. Uh, however, we saw that he wasn't selected for the team. So it seems that Muller and Havertz are the two main starters now. And um, uh, in the recent games, each one of them uh, played one of the September friendlies. And in November, it was Musiala uh, starting as the central attacking midfielder. So um, a bit unsettled there, but, but it is kind of... Uh, uh, the same the same players rotating uh, through the position. And so we'll talk about who we think is going to be the starter at the end. All right, let's uh, finish with forwards here. And uh, we have definite candidate Timo Werner and likely candidate uh, Lucas Mecha and uh, possible candidate Kareem, Ad uh, Kareem Adeyemi. Uh, we did move uh, Serge Gnabry, who is uh, coded as a forward primarily. Uh, we moved him to uh, the right uh, uh, midfield to talk about him there. So, um, yes, now we have uh, news on Timo Wormer. He, uh, he is injured, so he won't be part of the cup. I'll tell you more about that soon. And what's more, Lucas and Ch uh, uh Chen uh, Mecha is uh, also injured. So um, the possible candidate Kareem uh, Adeyemi uh, was selected, maybe because those players were injured, I'm not sure. Uh, and they've also added a new candidate in um, uh, Yusufa uh, Mukoko. Y uh, Yusufa Makoko. So uh, I'll tell you a little bit about uh, Makoko here. Uh, he was born in Cameroon, but uh, kind of grew up in Germany and played for uh, Germany uh, youth teams, the under 16 
and under 20 and 21 teams. Uh, in terms of his uh, appearances, he had been new to the squad, uh, never appearing for the national team before being named to the preliminary squad. And uh, he plays for Borussia Dortmund in Germany and is just 18 years old. So uh, Yusufa Mukoko, um, again, probably selected because the... Uh, the um, main forwards are out. So let's go back and look at that. Uh, Timo Werner uh, had a ligament uh, tear, uh, an injury which he picked up in early November, and he is not expected to return until January 2023. So given the few number of forwards they have, that's a, a pretty big loss. And then uh, uh, Lucas uh, Nemecha, um picked up an injury in mid-November, so I believe that was after Werner, uh, and that's a patella injury. That that's a, Patella is kind of the backside of the knee, so his return date is unknown, but he too is out of the cup, so a bit of a disaster on the front line uh, for Germany. Right at the end, both of those injuries, very recent. Um, okay, well, let's talk about the position. So, um, Generally, it was uh, Werner as the starter, um, but he was sometimes replaced by the attacking midfielders, Havertz and Muller. So uh, Werner, uh, in terms of the recent games, Werner and Havertz each started one of the September Nations League games. Uh, Werner was uh, not injured at that time. Uh, however, uh, with Werner out in November, uh, as well as substitute Nemecha, uh, 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 they turned to newcomer Mokoko, so he started as a centre-forward in the November friendly. Uh, so we'll talk uh, about whether that makes him a starter uh, at the end uh, or towards the end of the podcast. So uh, interesting developments there, uh, but uh, kind of worrisome uh, for Germany. Okay, let's move on to talk about some statistics. So... Um, We'll begin with the average age of the squad. We did these statistics for a wider group uh, in the full-length podcast, but now we're focused on the 26 players they have. And the average age is uh, 26.8 years old. And it's turning out that that's uh, uh, actually slightly younger than the average, slightly younger than most teams. The average is 27 years old. So uh, they have two players who are 33 or older and five players who are 32 or younger. So we'll take a quick look at that with, uh, with this graphic here. And uh, the older players are Manuel Neuer at 36 and Thomas Muller at 32. And beyond that, they have five, uh, sorry, 33 is Thomas Muller. And beyond that, they have five players who are uh, in their 30s, which is not uh, not a problem. Uh, you know, uh, but once players start getting beyond 33, especially outfield players, uh, they, they're often kind of losing a step. Um, not always, though. Uh, at the other end, the young players, um, there are five who are younger than 22, but none of them are kind of uh, uh, starters for the squad. So uh, the youngest starter would be Kai Havertz at 23, uh, David Rome at 24. Uh, those are the, the two younger ones. Uh, after that, we jump up to 26 years old. So uh, that's not particularly young as a soccer player. Okay, moving on to average caps. If they're a little bit younger, we would expect them to be slightly 
lower than average for uh, uh, caps, but uh, in fact they're slightly above uh, with 35.2 caps per player and the average is 34.2. So, you know, uh, uh, you know, they kind of get uh, a bit of benefit of youth and experience there. Um, so, uh, but, but nothing kind of outstanding, nothing much to talk about there. A little bit more to talk about in terms of goals, though. The players among them have 152 goals. And in this uh, statistics we've created, it works out to 16.6% in total goals per cap um total goals per cap so the uh, benefit of this statistic is it's not that meaningful in itself but it is good for comparing with other teams so the average is 13.5 percent so 16.6 uh, is, is a healthy average there and uh, there are teams that score more uh, you know brazil is high uh, france is high but you know germany is among uh, the among, among the highest scoring teams there. And we'll break that down a little bit more by looking at some of their percentages. Uh, we actually did do this in the, in the full player podcast too, so we won't dwell on it. Uh, most impressive is uh, Serge Gnabry. Um, okay, we have a, a couple of players here in the list that aren't actually on the squad. Uh, so I wonder... Um, what I'm looking at here. But uh, uh, anyway, Serge Gnabry, 20 goals in 36 games. That's very impressive, 55.6%. Uh, uh, a forward does well if he has an average of 40%, uh, uh, you know, a scoring ratio of 40%. So Thomas Muller is pretty close to that at 37%. That's 44 goals in 118 games. And they have several players kind of in, in the 30% level, uh, Kai Havers and, uh, and even Leon Goretzka, although he has kind of moved uh, into a more defensive role. Let's move on to some summaries. So uh, we're going to start with uh, notable non-selections on the squad. So uh, actually, there are really no notable non-selections from our, from our point of view. So um, here we would include uh, candidates that we had as uh, definite or likely that were not selected, and uh, there were none of those. So all of the players we coded as definite and likely were actually selected. Uh, surprise inclusions, though, there was one candidate who we uh, didn't expect to be selected. We had him as possible but unlikely, but he did make the squad, and that was uh, left-back uh, Christian Gunther. Um, okay, and then uh, new candidates. We had two new candidates added to the squad. One was central defender uh, Armel Belakovcha, and uh, two was an attempt to uh, make up, I suppose, for their uh, injured forwards, uh, Yusufa Mukoko. Um, added to the squad uh, on the on the uh, kind of at the last minute there, um, and uh, we'll give an update on some injuries. So uh, some of these we talked about in the previous podcast. So uh, I thought I should update them. So uh, Leroy Sane, um, we had said that he uh, no, we didn't say this. This actually happened between these two podcasts, but he picked up a torn muscle fiber injury in late October 
which was worrying for Germany. But it turned out the injury only lasted for two weeks, and he was back in action by early November. So um, uh, fortunately, they have uh, his services available to them. Uh, we did talk about Lucas Klopsman in the uh, previous podcast, and um, he had uh, we had reported that he was out with a ruptured ligament. Uh, from mid-August with an unknown return date at that time. But he returned to action with this club just in time uh, to be selected here. He returned on November 9th, uh, although he was only on the bench for the last two games that his club played. So we got to wonder uh, whether he's really fit to play in the World Cup. I'd be surprised if he uh, uh, is uh, selected for the first game and uh, they'll probably try to give him a bit of time to build up his fitness. Anyway, Lucas Klosterman was selected for the squad, so they know about that injury. Uh, oh, they, they, they selected him even knowing about that injury, is what I mean. Okay, and then we have a few players who were dropped due to injury, and uh, Timo Werner being the biggest of them, of course, uh, a big loss to them, but another forward... Uh, probably would have been a substitute, but Lucas Mecha. And um, uh, so really kind of getting ravaged on the forward line there. And finally, uh, Florian Newhouse. And um, I'm not sure we talked about him in the uh, 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 above, so I'll just uh, repeat or uh, tell you here. Uh, he had an injury. Yes, I did uh, say he uh, was not expected back until... January 2023. Anyway, so they lost uh, the services of all three of those players. And um, yes, but uh, nothing actually compared to the injuries France has undergone. Uh, and then we have a category for players who are injured but not a strong candidate. And I suppose we would put uh, Marco Royce in that category there. Uh, okay, let's uh, finish by talking, not quite finished, but uh, go through the list again and look at the predicted starters. And I have to populate the list here. And whoosh, there it is, just like magic. And uh, okay, that was kind of a hokey special effect. Anyway, let's go. Uh, Hansi Flick then, uh, well, we would call him a starter, the starting manager. And for goalkeepers, we have uh, Manuel Neuer, Kevin Trapp, and Mark anthony Terstegen. And uh, we had nominated uh, Neuer as the starter. Um, however, you know, uh, Terstegen, as we said, had played three of the 13 games um, uh, in the period that we looked at. He also started both September friendlies. Uh, and Neuer came back for the no, uh, November game. Sorry, not September friendly, September Nations League game. And Neuer came back for the November game. But uh, that shakes our confidence a little, but we're going to stick with it. But it does kind of show that Ter Stegen is kind of the uh, second string keeper there. Okay, uh, on to central defenders. We have Nicolas Sula, Thilo Kehrer, Antonio Rudiger, Nico Schlotterbeck, Matthias Kinter, and the new candidate, or the new player added, uh, Armel Belakotchap. And uh, in the previous podcast, we had nominated Sula and Rudiger as the starters. There had been a lot of players in and out, uh, including in the recent games, um, where all of the players except Belakotchap got a start. So it leaves us a little bit confused. 
But uh, we're going to stick with Sula and Rudiger as the starters, but we're not fully confident. And, uh, you know, we wouldn't be surprised if a couple of the other players got starts uh, there. Okay, for left-back, though, uh, we had nominated... Uh, uh, sorry, the candidates are David Rome and uh, Christian Gunter, um, who we were surprised was selected. And uh, we had nominated Rome as the starter. And we were even more confident about this when, he saw that he, when we saw that he started all three recent games. So uh, almost a certainty there. Uh, the right back is a bit less certain, uh, Jonas Hoffman, but uh, we have Lucas uh, Klosterman, the other candidate, coming in uh, more often and sometimes central defender carer uh, moving over. Uh, however, because Hoffman also plays as a right uh, attacking midfielder, we're pretty sure uh, he's going to start in one position or the other uh, there. So we'll put him as a starter. Uh, for defensive and central midfielders, we have uh, Joshua Kimmich, Ilkay Gundogan, and Leon Goretzka. And the manager seemed to go through a lot of players to whittle it down to these three. And uh, we're really torn between whether putting Kimmich and Gundogan as the two starters with Goretzka as kind of a backup or whether to... Uh, uh, do what we're going to do, which I'll tell you here. So Kimmich always seems to start, so we're going to nominate him as a starter. Um, Goretzka did play in that position quite a bit, uh, you know, in the, uh, I think it was Euro uh, Cup, maybe Euro Cup or in the World Cup qualifiers. Anyway, there was a time where he was uh, kind of the main starter. And uh, we also noticed that he had been out with coronavirus Um you know, uh, uh, for part of this period, the recent period. So we uh, we wonder if he's still a consideration. So we're going to put um, Gundogan and Goretzka as kind of maybes or maybe rotating starters, as uh, something like that. But we do uh, kind of favour Gundogan uh, as the starter. Okay, uh, left-wingers and right-wingers, we have none. The left and right backs play those positions. For left midfielders, uh, well, uh, we have right midfielder Leroy Sane, but he really does seem to own that position. So we're going to nominate him as a starter. The other candidate is Julian Brandt, uh, but we don't see him as a starter. For right midfielders, we have Thomas Muller and Serge Gnabry. Both of them do kind of move around and play in different positions, but we kind of uh, can't decide uh, between them. Um, uh, and, and then we have Hoffman coming into the picture too. Uh, however, we are going to nominate them as uh, both as starters, and I'll tell you why uh, in a minute. Pro uh, you know, not necessarily starters in the right midfield position, but a starter is somewhere on the field. So let me just come back to that. I mean, one of the reasons is that Muller plays as an attacking midfielder. So uh, if he's not starting on the right, he might start as a central attacking midfielder. Uh, and actually, we did have Muller as a starter in the previous podcast. And, um, you know, we're beginning to see Musiala in the same light because he's starting more and more. Uh, we don't quite think he's going to be a starter, but we'll put him as a sometimes starter. I'm talking about, sorry, the attacking midfielders who I didn't introduce, Kai Havertz and Jamal Musiala. Uh, and we have Havertz as a sometime starter, 
but uh, again he may get more time and uh, what we're thinking here is the uh, is uh, Timo Werner uh, being out of the cup so we kind of think all of these players are going to see a little more action and we we think that uh, you know, rather than starting with Mukoko in the position, that they'll sub Mukoko into a couple of games and see how he does. But in terms of starters, we think they're going to rely more on these experienced players. So, uh, you know, that's why we think Thomas Muller and Serge Gnabry will both be starters. And uh, probably it'll give uh, Kai Havertz and Jamal Musiala a better chance, although we do have those just as... Uh, uh, sometimes starters, coded as sometimes starters. So, yes, we're not going to put uh, Yusufa Mukoko uh, even as a sometimes starter because we think they'll try him out as a substitute. Okay, let us move on. And uh, we're going to give some closing thoughts. And, uh, you know, rather than repeat the whole discussion we had in the team podcast about Germany's prospects, we're going to focus on this question. Uh, does the selection change our opinion about Germany's chances? And the answer to that is no. Even the loss of uh, Timo Werner as a forward, we don't think it's a huge loss to them because they have uh, they have the players to make it up. Actually, it is a bit surprising uh, that they didn't have the forwards to make it up and kind of have to go to, uh, um, you know, kind of uh, brand new players rather than uh, having players on the bench that can take the position. But in a sense, they do because uh, we think the attacking midfielders can easily step into the forward uh, the forward role. So generally the team is looking healthy and we think the manager has uh, come to some conclusions to make it a stable team. Uh, you know, he experimented um, early on and in the in the recent games, it was really just tweaking the team. So um, uh, we don't think that changes their chances that we talked about uh, in the team podcast. So uh, again, we won't repeat um, everything we said there. And we'll just leave it at that. Okay, well, that brings us to the end of this uh, media cast. So please keep an eye on us at soccerfiles.canada. Um, and we have a website at uh, soccerfiles.captivate.fm. And we're also available on YouTube. Uh, and in both of those places, you can check the show notes for links to our website. And basically to navigate our stuff. We have playlists in, uh, in YouTube and um uh, you can navigate to other series that we've done. So um, we hope you do, and thank you for listening. And see you next time.